All an, an animal's blood can do is cover sin. But it cannot remove it. So God had to up the ante and produce a blood that don't just cover, but it removes. I say it again because our concept of unworthily is if I'm living in some sin or if I'm doing this or that. But you don't see unbelief as un unworthy. That's why I was so upset with the church. Not our church, but the church of Jesus Christ. That when COVID came, everybody ran. And they were saying, you don't even receive communion. I said, because Satan had had the church. Amen. I said, because if this bread and this juice, the blood, is not the Lord Jesus to us, then what are we doing here? Amen. How can I believe that he can save me from sin? But what represents him is subject to COVID. I made up my mind. I would rather die of COVID receiving it than doubt it. Amen. And whenever you take such a stand, the power shows up. Amen. And since 2020, I've given communion in this house and nobody caught COVID. What am I telling you, beloved? It's time for you to fight for your faith. Amen. Fight for your faith to be real. Amen. Fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Believe that the sacrifice delivers you. The sacrifice paid for you. The sacrifice redeemed you. Don't accept any lie of the devil. You are free. He said, by one offering, he has perfected. Except you go and go into your Bible. He said, he has perfected. You say, except me. Yeah. Then scratch your name off. But before you were born, he said you were perfected. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. He perfected us by one offering. So that's how you use faith to war against sin. When you are stumbling or when you are struggling, you take what he said and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He paid for you to leave me alone. When Satan is tormenting your mind, you say, wait a minute. He said the chastisement of his peace, of my peace was upon him. Hallelujah. He paid so I won't go crazy. He paid so you will not oppress my mind. I decree peace. You use faith to live. Watch. Many times in relationships, you help Satan get his job done. Because in your attempt to win an argument, 
you keep making remembrance of sin. Come on, we can all lift both hands. Hmm? But you join in him. I don't know that we have really tasted. David said taste and see. I don't think we have tasted the power of the covenants God gave to us. When he said, do you want to be right? Eh? When you've tasted the blessing, you discover there's no need to be right. That every argument is an opportunity to collect more. So when any devil, whether in human form or in the spirit, starts messing with me, I say, here goes another breakthrough coming. Another breakthrough is on the way. If I can just grit my teeth and take this wrong, hey, there's a miracle about to break loose. Hallelujah. So you're perfected in the blood. You're perfected in worship. You're perfected in praise. When he said that the Lord Jesus, by one sacrifice, has perfected all of us that believe. Perfected by whose standard? Perfected before who? You see now, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, he said a man didn't have any clothes on, but he wasn't naked. The glory was covering him. And when sin entered, the glory lifted. And if you go back again, go read that John 17 before I get to it. You will see that Jesus said, Father, the glory I had with you before the world was. He said, I need you to return that glory to me. He said, why? I want to give it to them so that they may be one. Don't you see? Go to any church. Everywhere is filled with strife. And they think it's the issue. No, it's the glory missing. When the glory is present, we don't see all the flaws. It's only when the glory is gone. You see fault everywhere. You judge, hey, you're a devil moving in the name of a Christian. But Jesus says, Father, I'm going to give them the glory we had so they can get along. I keep talking about it. I've been meeting with these guys for 20 years, and we have no strife. That's glory. That's glory. Because when you gather people, they all have strong opinion. Particularly the smart ones. Hmm? Then why don't we have strife? Why don't you hear this or hear that? Or this minister talking about this one? Or that elder talking about that one? Why don't you hear that? It's been lived out in front of you. Hallelujah. 
I celebrate these things because they are not natural. They are super. We have had plenty of opportunities in some quarter for us to, you know, get upset or do all of that stuff. But when you live in the glory, you always go back to God and say, now, how do I handle this? And then he tells me what to do. And I just handle it that way. And it looks like, you know, nothing. There's nothing going on. Or nothing has happened. But you, if you think that, then I need to give you no, a clap offering ten times. Well, then you're assuming that there's no devil anymore. If you assume that, we've never had problems. There haven't been challenges. No, it's just that the response to it was glory. Amen. Not flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this morning, it is God the Father saying, when the, my son paid for you, something happened. What happened? I don't look at you anymore. I see you through the veil of his blood. And when I look at you through his blood, you're perfect to me. That's why I said that unforgiveness is the unpardonable sin. Because once you start holding on forgiveness, then you move yourself out from the mercy and the grace that the blood is providing. And you start sticking out here on the side. And immediately the father gets upset. And you're going to get tormentors coming your way. But if you remember that the blood that redeemed you and perfected you is also on the other side, you go to God and say, Lord, how should I? Handle this, and then you obey him, and Satan loses every time. Do you know that if you would just practice what God gave to us, you don't need any counsel? Because the power of the covenant is when you obey God, he comes down and solves the problem, and you can't explain it. Problems are not solved by arguing every point and deciding who is right and who is wrong. Problems are solved by the glory. And when the glory solves you, there's no explanation. When the glory solves you, it says peace that doesn't have any understanding. I don't even know why I'm still at peace with all the hell going on around me. <laughs> Hallelujah. long as I've been alive, there's only one thing I haven't been able to resolve. But there's nothing anybody has done for, to me that I haven't been able to resolve. Because God tells you how to handle it. And then, when you do what he says, you see the power of the covenant. That the covenant is not you working out something. The covenant is the glory coming down and resolving things and you can't explain yourself. Amen. You say he paid for it. So if you are here this morning and you're believing that the Lord is going to do something for you to be free, that's why you will never get free. 
No, you thank him that he has already paid for you to be free. And your faith and your declaration to the enemy. Okay, I know this is here, but I'm free from it. Well, you know you're not free. No, I'm free because he paid for it. You need to take another look at the Lord Jesus. You need to take a good look at him and ask yourself, is he enough? Is his sacrifice enough for me to be healed, for me to be delivered, for me to be blessed? Hey, you need to look at him again because you need a witness. You need a confirmation. You need the Holy Ghost to testify in your own God that he is more than enough. Hallelujah. <laughs> you are busy texting and talking. You need to look at him again. You need to get the right picture of who you believe in. That's why Paul wrote, I know who I believe. He says, and I am persuaded. So I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. In other words, based on him, even on the day of judgment, I will be scared of nothing. Because I'm going to stand before the Father and say I am your righteousness in Christ. I am justified in Jesus Christ. I am perfected. Watch this. This is why I'm telling you this story, to get to this point. That car was paid for. That car was ordered. That car arrived. And I never drove it for six months. But it was mine. The Mercedes Benz people said, we've never seen anything like this. Amen. Or anybody like this. Yeah. Amen. Actually, I was returning from an overseas trip, and Elder Bobby came to the airport to meet me, to tell me that the car had arrived. I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go see it at some point. I went, and I saw it, and then... I told them, listen now, I don't believe in paying for something and I don't know how to use it. So over there also, they have these people, I don't remember what they're called, but they get a group of young ladies and train them. And when, then when you buy a car, they sit you down and show you how to operate the car. And because it's complicated. Why is it, why do you, let me ask you, why do you go and buy the top of the line and all you know how to do is to Cut on the ignition and turn the air on. You don't know how to program nothing. You don't know how to use nothing. Then why did you pay for it? Somebody needs to come and say, you know, hey, you know you have a, a lane departure over here. Then you have this, this, this is the way this cruise control works. You know, this is not the old cruise control. This car, this can actually drive your car. All you have to do is turn the steering. It will even break itself. They have to show you everything. That's why you're paying the money. <laughs> you know, so I went, I went three times and learned everything about how the car operated, but I still left it there. 
They said, why wouldn't you take delivery of the car? I said, I will take delivery of the car on the day when I'm ordained. Watch now. But the car was mine. But by my decision, I didn't take delivery of it. But it was still mine. See? Some of you that are spiritual already know what the message is. Hallelujah. Because I can see the Holy Spirit quickening it to some of you. And you're already smiling. Because I'm telling you that he has paid for it. Just because you haven't taken delivery. Doesn't mean it's not yours. Mm. I remember some Sundays ago. And I saw the sister over there. Dancing because I watched it on YouTube. And I, I told you that that service was one of those services where you go home and you just close the door. And you start dancing. And you start celebrating. And many of you got up and danced and shouted and all of that. Watch. Why would you get up and dance? And don't believe that it's yours. It's not the emotion. It's the fact. And watch. Demons don't concede anything until they show you believe what you're saying. I gotta go now. I remember when Larry Lee was on the scene. He built a church where his membership outnumbered the city. He was in Rockwall, Texas. He was in the woods praying and making decrees. He said, all of a sudden, Satan appeared to him and asked him, do you believe what you're saying? They came to make sure because the pressure was too much and they wanted to make sure that before they let go of what they're holding back, that the man believes what he's saying. This is not the devil asking you this morning. This is the Holy Ghost asking you this morning. Do you believe what you shouted for? Do you believe that he paid for you? Do you believe that he's perfected you forever? And on the day of my ordination, they delivered the car. I think they delivered it the day before. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, Bobby said they wanted me to, you know, yes, to get me to take extended warranty. I said, no, this is a glory terror. I ain't taking no nothing. <laughs> Particularly when I looked at the extended warranty, it was 18,000 something. That's another car. <laughs> I said, you guys are crazy. <laughs> he said, well, you know, you can, you can uh, mess up one wheel and a tire. And it might be $4,000. I said, don't worry. I don't drink. I don't. <laughs> I'm not about to hit anything <laughs> where I need to replace. But the tires on that car, any little thing, it falls. And you have to pay $500 to, to fix it. The, the, it doesn't have, you can't fix a flat. <laughs> that car does not have a jack 
He doesn't have a spare tire. Because they feel at this level, you can't be sweating and doing all this. They put run flat tires. When the tire busts, the chemical fills it up, and you can drive 50 miles to a dealership, and then they replace the tire for you and, and take $500 from you. And thank you for, for being a, a good customer. I kept, I went in the trunk. I was looking for the jack. No jack. No spare tire. I said, what kind of car is this? They said, at this level, you don't think like that. I said, okay, maybe God did not wait for my thinking to be adjusted. I'm still where I was. Even though I've been driving it for seven years or whatever, how many years it is. Because the glory rests on my things. When you see it, you think I just got it. Hallelujah. But I'm still looking for that jack. I still want the spare tire. I'm tired of paying this money. <laughs> you see that? Even though I'm making jokes, but the Lord just said to me as I was making that joke, he said, now, it's for you to graduate to the rim that I've brought you to. Because if I've brought you to a rim and your mind is still in the old place, you can't blame me for lack of breakthrough. You have to talk like it. You have to praise like it. You have to worship like it. You have to give like it. The reason whenever God tells me to give money, I don't hesitate is because he never asks you for something. Except that he has something bigger. We obtain everything by faith. So this money we receive, we are healed. See, you're not shouting like, I said we receive, we're healed. There's peace in our minds. We are perfected. Hallelujah. We are delivered. Hallelujah. Did you get that bullet, beloved? That when God moves you into a new realm, to a new place, if your mind remains in the old place, before long you're going to start having problems. You will not be able to manifest the grace, the glory, the content. Everything that God has already provided for in your new place, in your new realm. In my case, he blessed me with this vehicle. But then I'm not accustomed to a vehicle not having a jack or spare tire and all of this. And the tire busts so easily. Excuse me, and the replacement cost is not a child's play. But I have to adjust to it because he has made provisions already. Before he brought you there. <laughs> All of that was in preparation for Eagle One. Because the cost of taking care of a Mercedes is a child's play compared to taking care of a jet. And in Christendom, we can't talk about those things because the haters will come out and the naysayers will start making noise. It doesn't matter. You're burning your spleen. God will continue to provide. He did it without you. He will take care of it without you. If you had sense, you see something greater than you, higher than you, more glory, hey, you sow into it. You join it. And God will elevate you. Why would you live your life outside of the provisions of what Jesus has purchased for you? 
Why would you stay broke? Why would you speak against prosperity and you can pay a light bill? Why are you frustrating the grace of God in your life? Why do you believe that children of God cannot be prosperous? What does it cost you to believe? No, you want to preach your religion. You want everybody to live in your own miseries. Isn't that what they say in the world? Misery loves company. That's what I've experienced with so many people. They just be up, they're upset, they hate me for no reason. <laughs> That's what the Bible says about Jesus. It said they hated me without a cause. How can a man come healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leper, opening blind eyes, and you hate him? Why? Oh, the grace he carries will mess up your religion. They felt that Judaism was from God and anything else was contrary. God moved on. God moved on. God moved on. And when God moves on, and you don't move on, you get left behind. That's why religious people are the most mean, venomous, hateful people. Because they have no breakthroughs. God doesn't answer their prayers. But they're right. But they're dead right. <laughs> Deliver yourself today. God is sending this word to free you, to bless you, to put glory on you, a smile in your face. Lift your faith. Lift up the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Lift up the shield of faith to stop the assault of Satan in your mind. Lift up the shield of faith to challenge the infirmities in your body and side with God. I had to do that. Try 17 years sick. And one day, it disappeared from me. <laughs> I couldn't explain, but I was even upset that, the, you know, I thought it would be a major service and, and something would happen. At least let me fall down. <laughs> I didn't even get to fall down. I just discovered I'd been healed. Wow. <laughs> and everything changed. That's why no matter what I see, no matter what anybody tells me, I say, oh, the God I serve, the God we serve, he will come. Just serve him faithfully. He will come. He will come. And he said, when I come, I will make up for lost time. There's somebody wants from you. You haven't given to him. That's why you spend time with him, worshiping him, cultivating. And then one day he'll tell you what it is. And once you give it to him, you're coming out of it. You will see 10 years pass, 15 years. He will reverse it. He will turn it. God will make up for lost time. Ah, no. I can bet my life on it. And I express it everywhere without fear of contradiction. Amen. Put your seed in the ground today. Get your own prayer cloth. Get ready for the conference coming in July. Vessels of glory. It will be a time in the presence of God. Amen and amen. We love you, beloved. Let's keep thundering this week and receive everything Jesus has purchased for us. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.